I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. (laughs) Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. Hi, this is Kate. This is Mike. (sighs) I'm a little out of breath because I did just did a bunch of jumping up and down. I almost broke the bed in Ruby's room. Because it turns out when you're a grown adult, it's not a great idea to jump on the bed. <laughs> so I've actually broke Penelope's bed. From jumping on it? I think I had my full body weight on this one bar and it was before there was a box spring in it. Oh dear. So I had her fix the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, we just uh, did a little shaky shaky to have a state change because this morning there were a few little technical glitches and uh, we are recording this podcast in ruby's bedroom mike ingeniously set up the recording attaching the microphones attached to her bookshelf because we have construction going on in the basement and we needed quiet so uh, luckily there's a lot of upholstery in here so it should be sound dampening lots of stuffies so how are you doing today honey pretty good yeah 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 i mean things are going well Moving along. (laughs) Life is moving along. As it always is. Yeah. As it always is. How's your coffee? My coffee is delicious. So today we are talking about having sort of like a mid-year recalibration, mid-year planning and why it's important, especially this year. So obviously this year has defied all of our expectations <laughs> and none of us could have predicted well i'm sure psychics have predicted and possibly some scientists but most of us could not have predicted in january where we would be now here in july we have just crossed the threshold into the second half of the year so we are now in q3 I like to think about the year in seasons slash quarters. So, you know, obviously I think that makes sense to everybody. There's four of them and there are three months in each of them. So now we're in... uh, In case you didn't know, Kate invented that. I did not invent that. But you know what is funny? Because I've never worked in a corporate setting, it took me a long time to start thinking quarterly. And when I did, it has helped me so much because anything that creates a little structure and container for my chaos is very, very useful for me. So anyway, here we are right at the very beginning of Q3, right at the very beginning of the second half of the year. And yes, so far, 2020 has felt like it's been 20 years long. Can you open that door? Sure. Yeah, thanks. But it's only been... That's better. I'm like in this echo chamber of volume for you talking to me like in this corner. Now my sound will go into the closet. Yes. Okay. This is a marriage tip. When talking to your spouse, open a nearby door so that your sound does not overwhelm them. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay. That's good. Now my sound will be absorbed by all of Ruby's tiny little clothes. (laughs) Um, Okay. So... And now I don't know what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So this year Quarters. has seemed yeah. so long, but it really has only been six months. And we have lived lifetimes during this time. And I have seen this meme, which I talked about before, 
I think, which is that, you know, the dumbest purchase of 2020 was a planner, which I do think is funny. (laughs) But as somebody who created a planner system that when I was creating it, I didn't realize, you know, of course, I had no idea we would be living through this moment in history. And it turns out that this planner system is ideal for this time. And I actually have never come across a planner that is more ideal because most planners are based very much around controlling things, controlling yourself, self-discipline, having control over your time, having control over your circumstances. And this year has taught us that we really like don't have control over as many things as we thought. And so this planner is about how do we root down during that? How do we find wholeness? And how do we plan when it feels like everything, like the rug has been pulled out from under us and everything we expected is perhaps not true? Or many things that we've depended upon are no longer dependable. And so this whole planner system was designed to find a place within ourselves and within the greater cosmic order that is infinitely dependable and infinitely consistent and predictable when everything else is sort of like pulled out or taken away. And so I'm really excited to talk about mid-year planning in the Do Less Planner system or the Do Less methodology today and just talk about how you can incorporate some of these practices and why right now is a great time to you know, block out an hour with yourself and regroup because folks, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And it's really important to stop at the little station for, you know, water, a pee break and one of those goo packets or whatever it is. I'm not a marathoner, but I think that that's what people do. And so this is our moment to stop at the rest station and regroup so that we can regain our energy and our reserve for this next haul that we're in for. So that's what we're talking about today. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. <laughs> so how are you feeling the about the next haul? How are you feeling about the second half of the year, honey? What is the next haul? This next haul? Is the second half of the year? You know, I believe it's probably going to be longer than the second half of the year that we are in a the gr- first year, half of a the year? grand reckoning yeah. globally, but that's not what this episode is about. Um. <laughs> well, you just asked me, what do I think about the yeah. second half of the year? What do you think about this? Or how are you feeling about the second half of the year? Well, optimistic and also terrified. Would you like to share more about those two feelings? Well, you said you didn't want to talk about it. So, should we go into that? We can go into it a little bit. Okay. So I, I just mean for you, like, can we keep it... Well, you can say whatever you want. But, like, I was thinking for this conversation today, we could keep it more on the micro level. So like more on the personal level. So like, how is this going to affect you? Oh, um, well, I'm and not terrified then. about it for I'm not you. terrified of myself, you know, for myself then. So <laughs> you're I not terrified of yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm That's not terrified good. of myself. No, the second half of the year, I mean, it's just, it's in, it's a buildup of, I mean, I've talked about this before on this podcast. Like we, as Kate just said, we're in a marathon, not a sprint. We're like still on mile two. I think all of 2020, we won't even hit mile three yet. And, you know, so it's going to be for myself, it's just like paying attention to what we're doing from a company perspective and really making sure we're on top of our game because with 
the changes that are taking place in the environment and how that affects our business. So we're paying attention to that, or at least for me, it's like watching that stuff that's rolling out. And then I feel really good. It's been nice to have uh, the slowdown, I guess, since March, let's say. So that's what March, April, May, June, July. We're kind of like four and a half months into the slowdown process. And it's been really nice, but that slowdown for me has been good. Like it's nice not to have to get on an airplane or travel, hang out locally, kind of, you know, I'm kind of a little annoyed that things aren't open. Like I feel like I like leave the house to go to my office and I feel like I'm stuck there in a way. I'm either like stuck at home or stuck at my office and there's not really besides going to the woods to mountain bike and stuff, but I just feel like that there's not the freedom of movement is limited. So, I don't know. Hopefully that'll change. That's my hope for the future is that like I can take my kids to like a place to play or whatever, at least here in Maine. Like it's really. Well, today Amanda's taking Ruby to a playground. Playgrounds are now. Yeah. Playgrounds are now open. So celebrating. Yes. So that that stuff is like has me thinking about for the rest of 2020. But then hopeful is like we are changing the entire world. We're changing like our company. We're changing I'm changing myself during this process, which is always every day. And <laughs> I mean, that's constant. Some are more conscious of that than others. <laughs> yeah. So I know that there will be sadness for sure that's going to take place in the second half of 2020 that hasn't here and whatever that looks like. I'm not 100% sure yet, but it's it will happen. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where that's how I feel about it. I mean, there, I have a much more macro view on everything, but we're not talking about that today. Not today. We know that's what you actually want, but Kate doesn't want to talk about that right now. No, I really want to talk. No, no, no. First of all, we actually have no idea if that's what the people want. Second (laughs) of all... They've messaged us to what is in many ways when we've brought this up before. Okay. Second of all, the reason I want to focus on the personal today is that the personal creates the macro. So when we all engage with our lives and our time in a new way that actually does shift culture and it shifts systems. So yes, I believe in talking about the macro, but it's really important to dial it back and zoom in and really look at, okay, well, what am I doing in my life that can contribute to not only my own well-being and the well-being of my business, but also the well-being of humanity and the planet. And so that's why I don't want to talk about the macro today. Well, the only thing I can control in the rest of 2020 is what I do. Exactly. I mean, yes, there's two kids in the house, but it's my reaction. <laughs> but we can't control them. <laughs> no, it's like my reaction to those two kids. It's how I behave around when they are doing whatever they're doing. It's with you and me. It's still us. It's still it's my responsibility for myself. So I think it's a good thing to reflect on and to bring up. So. Yeah. So we've talked about these giant wall calendars that we have still up in our basement with our whole 2020 plan, which every time I look at them, I'm just like, okay. But here's the thing, like, even though we're not exactly doing those plans and many of the things that were on there are canceled, some of them have actually shapeshifted. And that's really exciting. And they've shapeshifted because we've been leaning into pivoting. We've been leaning into okay, well, if this isn't possible now, because (laughs) not to be trite, but like when God closes a door, he opens a window. She, they, right? God, goddess. I mean, whatever. Penelope, by the way, 
when it rains, Penelope talks about goddess and she talks about why is goddess having it rain right now? And she says she's grateful for the earth and her family and goddess. And I just want to say, we never told her about goddess. We never told her about God. We never gendered any of it. Like we just, of course, we lean in and, and talk to our kids about magic and that there's more here than just us, but we've never told them what to believe or what we believe specifically. So it is so amazing to me that Penelope on her own started talking about goddess. Mm -hmm. And Ruby like talks to these people in a room or whoever's in a room. Angels, spirits. Yeah, I'll be like changing her diaper. This was a while ago. And she's like laughing at looking at the corner of her room, laughing you know, waving to and smiling at whoever's in her bedroom. So anyway, the truth is when one opportunity dries up, there are multiple other opportunities that become available because that one closed. And one of the things that we talked quite openly about was our work earlier this year around a law called LD 798 in the state of Maine about vaccination mandates for school. And unfortunately, that law did not get overturned. So there is a really strong restriction in the state of Maine around your children. And we no longer have the ability to choose what goes into our child's body if we want to send them to a private or a public school, which puts Mike and I in a position of really reconsidering all of our assumptions around where we're going to live and what's going to happen with our kids in school. And it's been an interesting journey where I realized, and this is where the mid-year planning comes into, or the mid-year, you know, if you want to call it a regroup or a, a planning session, where it was really like, so that law did not get overturned in February, I believe. No, it was March. March. It was like March 3rd yeah, or something, March. March 10th. It was like right before COVID happened. It was right before COVID happened. So that happened. And then it was like, oh, okay, maybe we aren't going to be sending our kids to school in the way we thought we were. And then it was, oh, everything's shut down. Oh, like all of this just sort of felt like dominoes of taking away our assumptions of what was going to be true and realizing, well, because I had stacked my whole year or my whole life, even the whole rest of my life, On this assumption that my kids were going to go to these schools in this town and we were going to live in this house in this neighborhood and that was going to be the next, you know, 16 to 18 years of our life. Like I was pretty locked in on that. And what was so cool about Mike perhaps was not, but that's, you know, what was so amazing is like, wait, if we don't need to stay here, like if we can't send our kids to school in the state of Maine, in the way we had expected, then that means all of these other infinite choices become available that were not available because I was so focused on my desire for this particular future, which at this point is no longer going to happen. And so, yes, there's some grieving there, but there's also, I've moved mostly through the grieving of that. And now it's just like, wow, look what else could be possible for us. And so Mike and I are now in this place of, you know, we spoke on our pulling back the curtain on our anti-racism and racial healing work episode about 
like possibly wanting to move and raise our kids in a place where there are all different kinds of people, much more diversity than is available here in a small town in Maine. And then we started, you know, we listened to this incredible, our, <laughs> our total couple crush, Dr. Zach Bush. He was on the an episode uh, interview, which we'll link up in the show notes, where he talked about... On London Real. Yep. On the London Real, where he talked about air quality and the importance of air quality with our health, which like I knew that, but I just didn't really realize how much it had to do with infectious disease. I highly recommend going to listen to that interview, by the way. The title of it is kind of clickbaity. So I just want to say like the title of the interview, I don't believe does justice to the depth and wisdom and profound insights shared. It is two hours long. Mike and I needed to break it up, I think, in two to three sittings <laughs> because we I can't watch something for more no, than about 45 minutes. No, we said there minutes. was other things going on. Well, and also it's just like we if we start something at 730, like 930 is too late to it's, end something. It's, he's really smart. I mean, he uses a lot of big words. I mean, we already know with the listeners of this podcast how difficult it is for me to even say like interesting Right. So you did good on that. Yeah, that was good. But he's really smart and it can be very overwhelming because it's a lot of words that I'm confused by. And I'm sure many, maybe not many, but there will be people listening that because it's a lot of medical terms and you get into the medical world, you're like, what are you talking about? And so it is good to kind of slow down and let things process like Kate was saying, instead of trying to bust through two hours of it. But it's been the best thing I have watched in probably anything that he's been putting out is It's by far the best thing that I have heard this entire time. Just know it says you need to subscribe to watch the interview. Mm -hmm. Subscribing is free. Yeah, it's it's free. Absolutely worth putting in your name and email. You can always unsubscribe afterwards. Yeah. So you don't have to pay any money. Yeah, he emails a lot. He emails like every single day. Oh, Brian Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that runs it. Just subscribe, watch the interview, then you can unsubscribe. Okay. So all of that to say... We got some new insight about what might be important for our health and our children's health moving forward. And so then Mike and I were at dinner last Friday. We've been reinstituting weekly date nights since you can go to restaurants now in Maine. And that was really fun. Or it has been really fun. So we were at dinner on Friday and I was like, okay, well, like, let's look up. Let's look up because this is part of our reassessment regrouping process. If this is no longer possible, then what is possible? That's the first question I want you to begin to play with. So what did I assume in January 2020 would be happening for the rest of the year and for the rest of my life? And what has become clear that is no longer happening? this year and possibly for the rest of my life. And then what does that make possible that was not possible before? So what that's made possible for me and Mike that was totally possible before, but we weren't just like in the active inquiry around is where do we want to live? Like, where do we want to be? And what are our requirements? So I started looking up where are the most diverse cities in America? What are the most diverse towns in America? And I started to learn about that and like where they are. And of course, based on these different articles, what do they call diverse? And I had to learn mm-hmm. about how did they even make these rankings? And then when we listened to Zach Bush, it was like, oh, wait, where is there the cleanest air in the United yeah. States? And P.S. We're only keeping it to the United States right now just because we don't know what travel restrictions will be in play. Well, that's um, where we live right now. So, yeah, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't well, mean we'll always live in the United yes. States, but I just like right now it's the most practical choice. Right. Um, 
And so I was like, okay, look up, look up where's the cleanest air in the United States. Because Zach talks about, he talk, he, it's like a triangle, basically. It's, it's land, water, and air all interact together in their toxic environment, the load. So we were talking about where's the cleanest air happening. Yes. The places that have been hardest hit by COVID are places with the highest particulate matter in the air, which has to do with pollution and carbon, carbon emissions. And it has to do with also the places that are doing a lot of spraying of glyphosate and Roundup Mm -hmm. and other chemical toxic agriculture practices. And then it has to do with factory farming and water quality. So it's all of those different things. It's kind of like this imperfect toxic storm. Right. So like New York City was hit massively hard. Hubei province, northern Italy. In the United States because, I mean, their air quality, they have so much air travel right? The toxicity load in that air. So anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so we were looking up in the United States, where's the cleanest air? And of course, number one is Maine. So we were like, oh, there you go. Maybe water your own grass, you know, but you know, because the grass is always greener, but it turns out it's greenest here. (laughs) So anyway, that's going to be a continued conversation. We'll keep you posted. That being said, so that's your first step. First of all, set aside an hour in the next week to do your mid-year regroup. Second of all, when you sit down to do it, ask yourself, what did I think was going to happen in 2020 that is definitely not going to happen? And what does that make possible now? And that's a really fun question to lean into because, you know, oftentimes what the universe or whatever you believe in spirit has in store for us is not what we expected. And it's actually better. And so this is giving us an opportunity to say many of our assumptions were wrong about what was going to happen this year. So what could be happening now? So in the mid-year review process, I would recommend looking at that. I would also recommend going back through and I have a guide for this in the Do Less Planner, which is the seasonal reflection and planning spread. There are four of these in the Do Less Planner which is now available in physical form, limited quantity. So you can go to dolessplanner.com and you can get your copy. I'll tell you more about the planner in a minute. But it's a seasonal reflection and planning section, which is four pages long. And there are four of them because there are four quarters or four seasons in the year. We already went over how mind-blowing that was to me when I realized (laughs) that the whole world uses this quarter system. I mean, I was aware because I went to school. But... (laughs) Um, Anywho, so I would recommend looking back and first asking yourself, okay, now, by the way, if you're a do less planner owner, you have this right in your planner, but I'm going to read through it for the people who do not have the planner yet. So first off, it says, looking back, the following themes emerged this past season. And of course, you could do looking back, the following themes emerged in the first half of the year. I personally am going to do this past season because I already did my seasonal reflection and planning at the end of Q2. I mean, sorry, at the end of Q1 because now it's Q2. Now it's Q3. I've confused myself. Okay. So just thinking back, like what are the themes that have emerged? I mean, I know for me over this last three months, a theme that's emerged is reimagining the dance between life and work and boundaries And I think prior to this time in my life, I always really celebrated and was proud of the fact that I'm not much of a compartmentalizer, like everything has always felt integrated. So 
you know, we've worked together in our marriage, but that's also been our business. And then, you know, I've been in business with my mom in the past and I've done some business with friends in the past. And then, you know, incorporating health into business and education and, you know, just like things have been pretty integrated, which is wonderful. And I still celebrate that. But in this past season, I've been focusing more on compartmentalization from a boundary perspective so that like when work is done, work is done and I'm home. And when home is done, home is done and I'm at work. And one of the things that's helped tremendously with that is getting an office outside of the home, which I've never had before. It's a game changer. I also know that's not possible for everyone. But so what are some of the themes for you, honey, that and does anything pop into your mind? Any themes that have emerged over the last quarter or the last six months for you? Hmm. Letting go. That's what's happening. It's letting go to everything that I, or I would say for both of, you know, it's for myself, I would say what we thought was normal or what we thought the path was. But for myself, it's, it goes with that path. So for me, it has been the process of just like letting go and, and letting people or for me to realize I'm not responsible for people and it's their journey. And for myself, it's just to like sit back and kind of in the way of like doing nothing and just seeing what happens. So I would say that's a big theme that's emerged over the last six months. Awesome. Yeah. And fun. Incorporating more fun. I think that's always a good theme to be focused on. Yeah. I was on this call last night with nine people and, you know, it was the biggest thing. I was just like, I was sharing about... I want to create something that's fun and like really this place of excitement because for a long time that was probably removed out of my system where it was more about making money or like getting, it's like traveling the world or whatever this or status and ego. And now it's just really, it's like, is this fun or not? It's kind of the question to ask myself. Yeah. Next up, there's a section on here's what I accomplished this season. And so I made a note to, Include both quantitative and qualitative achievements here, such as a specific amount of money earned for quantitative and adding more beauty to your home as qualitative. So for me in this past season, a quantitative has to do with, you know, hitting our revenue goals, which was great. Mm -hmm. We hit our revenue goals in the second quarter, which I definitely questioned whether that was going to happen. And the first. And also the first. Yep. And then a qualitative is that I have done some EMDR and I am really noticing a shift and a reduction in my anxiety and hypervigilance, especially when it comes to other people's feelings. And that is really great. And I'm celebrating that. How about you, honey? Anything you want to ask me the question again? Here's what I accomplished this season, either qualitative or quantitative or both. Well, I think from a business perspective, like you talked about, we have been doing, and I would say just from not just from the business perspective, but just from the financial awareness Because I just, I mean, I still remember the days where I would go to the grocery store and wonder if my card's going to go through, you know, get denied, right? Like, it's still a part of me. It pops in my head every once in a while when I I buy something, you know, and I was just like, God, remember the day I was worried about like the card getting denied, right? And so, I would say from that perspective that I really appreciate and think about a lot is how well we've done as a couple and a business owners to change our financial picture and that took time we could probably do a whole episode on that yes 
and that took time and it's we've talked about money a number of times on this episode if you're new here kate wrote a book on this podcast but kate wrote a book called money love story and and so it was having the emotional awareness of where i was financially in that picture and then making the changes when we started working with melissa sweet from a personal investment standpoint and then making the changes again as we started to put profit first into place work with Amber Duggar and work with Amber Duggar to do these decisions that made a lot of sense. Cause like I get the figure, like it's really, this comes up every month when I have to talk to the bookkeeper about stuff, right? It's like giving her the data and then I'm reviewing the data and then confirming it. It's like me reading the newspaper now where it's like, okay, cool. Things are in order. Great. You know, from the bookkeeping perspective, that's only there for tax purposes because we're doing such a better job of managing on a week to week basis. And so it's cool to just see how things, because we are managing on a week to week basis to cover the expenses and income coming in, et cetera. But to look at the comparison of this year versus last year, I do that, you know, we can do that with the bookkeeper every month. So that's really cool. So from a financial perspective, and then from a, the other side is just this decision of really finding it's building what I truly want to be doing. So there will be more to come on that more later. But that process of what that is and doing it in a way, because this really came clear last night when I was on that group about like, I'm doing this the way I want to do it, not from the perspective of trying to survive in that. Because there was, when I started a business, it was, I was laid off and then it was like, I got to make money to survive. And yes, that's real. Like we still have expenses in life, et cetera, but it's coming from a much different place. And so that feels good. Awesome. Then there's a section on here's what I learned this season. So Mm. that's the next one. So I would say that I learned for myself that just it's more of just I became much more aware of my pattern of caretaking others so that that, you know, I believe that things come up into our consciousness because they are now available to be healed. So that tendency really hit me between the eyeballs in a very intense way. So I learned that about myself and then I've been working on clearing it. Mm. What did you learn? This the season? slowing down process that I shared already. And I think it even comes into play with Amanda, who we've talked about before. That's our, our au pair that moved in. She's our angel. Yeah. And she really is like the greatest thing ever. Because <laughs> we, have a fun, we her and I have a funny interaction because moving so quickly for somebody that doesn't fully understand what you're saying and i think she's understanding what we're saying but she's not so for me the slowing down just trying to have her commute you know because i'll be this is an example i'll be like the trash needs to be taken out and goes on the side of the garage and she'll just like look at me and then i'll be like the trash and then i like point to it and she's like i don't know what you're pointing to and then i'm like it goes to the other side of the garage and she like looks out at the garage and is like huh you know and so it's like for me this is a, that's an example like i take care of the trash but it's <laughs> amanda's not putting i mean she knows where it goes now but like it's been great to just have someone in our life who i have to really work i have to work hard to communicate what i am trying to tell her in this way she has, I'm starting to discover her tells when she doesn't understand, but she wants to think that we, she, she'd be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, that's what she says a lot. And now the girls start repeating it. And really, um, that's a sign for me. It's like, she doesn't know what I'm talking about. So I used to say, does that make sense? And she goes, I don't understand the sense. And I said, 
I was like, well, do you understand? She goes, oh, okay, I got it. We should learn how to say, do you understand in Portuguese? In Portuguese, right. Because like if it was in Spanish, I would say comprendes and then she would either say si or no, but I don't speak Portuguese. So anyway, sometimes I just try the Spanish word because there are a lot of them that are similar, but we're working on learning. Yeah. Okay. So the next one has to do with looking back on your trends tracker from filling in your daily energy Mm -hmm. tracker and just looking at the last 90 days in terms of your energetic ebbs and flows having to do either with the lunar cycle or your menstrual cycle or both. That's pretty detailed. So we're not going to talk about that right now. But if you want to nerd out on tracking and cyclical energy, this planner is set up for you. So get psyched for the data nerds. Okay. And then lastly, on the reflection part, It says, as this season wraps up, I'd like to celebrate and give gratitude for, and then there's a little place to fill that in. So as this season wraps up, as sort of the first half of the year wraps up, I would like to celebrate and give gratitude for really moving through some of my blocks around motherhood and feeling like the shelter at home order really helped me move through resistance that I had around being present with my kids. And I feel like I became a better person and a better mother and my love for my children expanded and my ability to be still expanded. And I'm really, really grateful for that experience and the way that it has changed me and my relationship with the kids. That's awesome. How about you, honey? I'm grateful for biking. Oh, yeah. Sweet. And I've like kind of been finding a group of guys to ride with you know not every day but you know at least once a week a lot of riding buddies yeah Yeah. so they've really started to and just like myself to try new things you know and so that's been fun awesome okay so now we move into the planning portion so the next section is this is fun yeah yeah i'm glad you like it (laughs) it's like i'm Um, at a i'm at i'm at class i made this planner you know i'm aware yes i'm really proud of it okay (laughs) so the next section is I'm planning and then it says insert the season or quarter you're moving into. So I'm planning now Q3. So we're planning Q3 or you might put I'm planning, you know, the second half of the year. And the next section asks, I'm applying what I learned last season or this first half of the year to this next season in the following ways. So for me, I am really getting even stronger about my boundaries between work time and personal time. And I'm really applying by making sure that I am taking at least a morning or an afternoon off every single week to just hang with the girls and just be there. The pendulum was swung way into contraction of work time because of the pandemic. And then the pendulum swung way more towards I was working a lot more. And so for me, I'm just like applying that by redoing my ideal week to find the dance that works the best for this particular season and this particular moment. I struggle, quite frankly, with talking about finding balance. I don't love that concept (laughs) because it feels static to me. But for me, it's more of like finding the dance in any given week that feels the best given what's going on with the kids, what's going on with the weather, what's going on in our company, and what's going on with my body. Like, for example, during the week when I'm luteal, which is right now, which is the 10 to 14 days before I get my period, that's the same for any person who has a period, I'm more inward and I'm I'm the crankiest that I will be throughout the entire month. Doesn't mean I'm super cranky. I don't struggle with PMS. And by the way, if you do struggle with PMS, 
that's not necessarily normal. So just because we've normalized it in our culture, that's actually a hormonal imbalance. And you can get help with that. And there's a great book called Fix Your Period by Nicole Jardim, and she can help you. So (laughs) that was a PSA. I signed up for this beta tracking app, this menstrual tracking app. And today I got a notification saying, PMS is here, like, let the howling begin or something. And I was like, this is such bullshit. Like, it's just reinforcing. I'm going to delete the app. I was so excited about the app, and now I'm just pissed off at it. It's just instilling the same bullshit of mistrusting our bodies, denigrating our bodies, telling ourselves that we're wrong. And the fact that that popped up in a period tracking app just made me so angry because it's the same brainwashing that the culture is doing. And like the fact that this is a female made tracking app that is now also giving me more reasons to not love my body. It's just like, it's infuriating. So I'm deleting that shit and I am making my own app. Did you pay for it? I think it was free. It was free. Hmm. Or it was like a dollar. I'm not going to ask for a refund. It's not worth my time. No, no. (laughs) Um, Okay. Anyway, so I'm applying what I got really off track. I don't know what I'm talking about. We'll just send them the snippet of this episode. To be like, I want my money back. Here's why. For example, in my luteal phase, I know that like during my luteal phase is not the time I'm going to take two full days off with the kids by myself because they're complaining and screaming and asking me for things is going to grate on my nerves like bananas. But during my follicular and ovulation time, when I'm feeling more cheerful and I'm feeling like I have the hormonal support on board to feel like I have more of a buffer energetically, I might take more time for that. And of course, I can't always plan for it. But like, just so you know, like, that's how I like to think about I don't like to think about it in terms of balance. I like to think about it in terms of cyclical energetic ebbs and flows. And this planner helps you to really get to know yourself because there's the daily energy tracker, which takes about one minute in the morning and two minutes at night to fill out and identify what's going on with the moon. And P.S. The planner comes with a bookmark that tells you the lunar phases for 2020. So you don't have to wonder. And then also, where are you at in your cycle? I know I'm on day 21, for example, which is smack dab in the middle of the luteal phase. And I know what that requires in terms of care for myself because I've been tracking for four years. But you may not know this information yet. And so the planner will help you get to know yourself. So for you, Mike, as you look ahead at the next three to six months, How are you maybe thinking about applying what you learned last season to this next season? After my rant on the luteal phase. Yeah, no, I think that was good. That was... I, like, as a guy, I mean, it's nice to hear that your... That take to to what you said is, like, that's not, like, PMS. I don't want to say it isn't real. Oh, it's real. No, it's real, but it's... It's a hormonal imbalance. Okay, so... For you to say that to me, because that's what I always, you know, growing up, that's like, oh, she's PMSing, you know, or the thing would be like, oh, yeah, just give her space. She's she's got her PMS, you know, it's her period. It's like, oh, okay, great. You know, and it's this kind of side, like snide com. Is that right? snide and it's it's a total dismissal of the fact that what comes up right before your period is all the things in your life that need a little love and attention Mm. that maybe aren't working. They just feel louder at this time. So it's like grates your nerves, but it doesn't mean it's not real. It just means it's feels worse. Mm. And then it's a great thing to then take into the next four weeks and look at, okay, 
how might I want to change this or how might I want to transform this moving forward? Great. I love you. <laughs> Go ahead. I, lo I love when you look at your arms. It's amazing. Kate likes to, she likes to talk with her hands and then she'll, I always catch her looking at her arms while she's talking. And I feel like she's just checking them out because they're really fit. You know, they're you know good what? looking it's arms. Because I have this one vein yeah. in the middle of my yeah. arm and it, it's interesting to look at. I'm not going to lie. I think it's interesting to look at it. I also got blood drawn last week, so I'm really bruised. So I was just checking out. What's well, I happening. think veins in people's arms are amazing to like look at sometimes. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about there was a woman last night that was sharing about that. Oprah said that she feels like she's no longer doing her work. This was some interview that she was talking about, but this was the sentence that we were leading into and she's doing God's work. And so she just gets these intuitive downloads and I know this is how Kate works and how she writes. It comes from this intuitive download place. I am have been learning really since my skin kind of exploded. <laughs> I look at those pictures now. I'm like, holy shit. My skin did explode. And even our friend was here a week ago and she said, look at your hands. Your hands look so good because they were so red and raw. And... I guess since 2017, really, it's for me, the lesson that I've been learning is this intuitive God's work download stuff, you know, this process to go through. So that's what I continually look forward to as we move into the future. And that's how I kind of want to navigate the next six months to a year. I love that. Yeah, cool. Thanks. I am doing the goddesses work. <laughs> the goddesses work, yes. Or the, or, the, yes. or the non-binary divine. Yeah. Okay. Let's just <laughs> the higher power that exists or yes. but really for me it's like just listening to myself. It's like my intuition. It's like when my body is telling me something, pay attention to it, move it along instead of trying to especially when it comes to work a lot of times, we'll just bury ourselves in it and then we'll just stay there longer. So the next section is my goals for this next season are and so I wrote down here, keep your goals to a minimum, ideally no more than one to three per season. Otherwise, your goals will cannibalize each other. You will do nothing well if you have 10 goals per season, but you are sure to do something well <laughs> if you have one to three goals. So fewer things, when you're working on fewer things, you get to do them better and be more fulfilled than when you're working on more things and you do all of them half-assed. Otherwise, you'll do more but achieve less and we want you to do less and achieve more. I like to set one to three professional goals and one to three personal goals per season. Your seasonal goals would ideally be connected to your one, three and even five year goals, depending on how far out you like to set goals. And that's more for business. But certainly people might really rock their personal goals like that too. Use the how to set goals in alignment with the truth of who you are outline on page 19 to 21 of the planner to help you. So there's a whole mini workshop in the planner on how to set goals in alignment with the truth of who you are. So that is a bonus in the planner, which I should probably talk about on the sales page, which I don't. So you are getting the secret intel <laughs> on that. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. I haven't sat down really to think through exactly the goals for this season. I know for sure I have some sales goals around the Do Less Planner and our new planner system and the bundles and the stickers and the supplementary which planners. Which you can find out where which you can find out more about at dolessplanner.com. So I have some goals around that. I definitely have some goals around some reinvention things that are happening here behind the scenes. More on that to come. And I have some goals. Let's see. So July, August, September, I have some goals around 
our next round of the Origin Mastermind and mm-hmm. some enrollment goals there. So those are... And the Origin Membership. Oh, I definitely have some goals around the Origin yeah. Membership as well. Yep. So I need to sit down and really like clarify those. But right now we're in the middle of working towards the goals on the Do Less Planner. We should schedule... So those uh, I have for sure. Like a mid-year chat. Yeah. What a great idea. That's what this episode is about. <laughs> but like offline well, welcome, of welcome, us Mike <laughs> planning for... No, we'll... Yeah, we'll sit yeah. down. I mean, I have in my calendar to do the full seasonal reflection and planning on my own first. And maybe yeah. you could do yours on your own first and then we could get together to share notes. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think we should... Because like we do the end of year planning, I feel like we should be... Especially this year... For sure. Good reflection. Well, I think that that's such a good point, right? So, so many of us maybe did some year end review and annual planning for 2020, but then like everything changed. And so Mm -hmm. that's why regrouping right now is so essential. So we don't just throw in the towel. Like we're still alive. We're still here. Our bodies are still working. Nature is still working. We're still eating and drinking and sitting in the sun and, you know, snuggling and all those things. Like we still matter. The year is not canceled. Right. So that's why we're doing this episode. It's also the concept of when I make the $20,000, my life's going to be so much better. When the vaccine comes for COVID, everything's going to be healed. Right. And it's like, so it's go there, didn't you? (laughs) Well, it's in the news, right? It's all over the TV. It's It's everywhere, but it's just, it's not about, it's like the, it's, when we find the cure, everything is going to be fixed, right? It's that concept of when we get there, it's when we get to the destination and our life can start. that our life can start. And it's like, no, our life starts right now. It's like this month. It's it. It's it. That's it. And so it's not about waiting for the vaccine. It's not about, it's like not about the control that the media is playing on all of us at this moment in time with it's like i logged on to cnn yesterday and like i just looked at it on my phone and there was like this person died this person died this person died this person died and it was like there was like seven people that all died and i was like wow this just in we're all gonna die we're all gonna die right and so some of us might die today some of us might die in the future right it's like where most of us will probably die in the future not all today according to zach bush we're all going extinct anyway <laughs> yeah and honestly, like listening to that part is what changed my outlook on a lot of things. And just, I should we tell them what it is or have them nope. listen to the I thing? I think people should listen for yes. themselves because out of context, it, I think, is, it, it sounds is fear weird. inducing right. yes. and I am not interested in yep. feeding more fear. So, he talks about this on the London Reel episode. Linked so, in the show notes. Linked in the show notes. I think that's a great. Okay. So what are your goals for this next season? You don't have to, obviously you probably haven't thought about these, but, or maybe financial goals or what? Just any um, goals? Any Cause goals. I talked about the God's workplace. Well, project, the project that I've been noodling on, the planning is happening and it's going to go live probably in this next quarter, most likely, yeah. or right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So we are currently putting that into play. So that's pretty cool. I'd like to keep riding from a goal perspective for me and take my mountain bike. I'm going to mountain bike camp. So I'd like to go to mountain bike camp. So that's a good goal in the future. And then continually have this because also I navigate this place of too much kid time and then myself and like it's the whole parent problem of, I mean... It's like, I don't want to hang out with my kids, but I want to hang out with my kids and I just want my kids to leave me alone. That concept is like continually try to have a better, it's like healing that dynamic and interaction with them 
where it's like they don't drive me insane. Now, I know that's most likely will happen, but it's like for how I perceive it. And then also continually work on, you know, here are our business goals and our revenue numbers that we've laid out and have some new parameters to measure, I think is really cool because we've been kind of been doing the same thing for a while. And I would say continually the simplification is to continue to streamline and simplify everything that we've had outstanding. Awesome. And in the planner, in the how to set goals, little worksheet training, I give you a format for your goals so that they have all the elements necessary. Okay. Next up is I already have the following available to support me in reaching these goals. So in this section, we're not going to go into this right now, but in this section, you would list the people, skills, resources, and other support like money that you can tap into. Hmm. So that just immediately settles the nervous system. And it's like, so you might set goals and then be like, how am I going to achieve these? Oh my God, it's too much. Like, and we spin out and start to freak out. But if you immediately list out what you already have available to support you, It just suddenly is like, oh, yeah, like I have what I need. And then the next section is I need the following support to help me reach my goals. So things that you don't already have access to. So you would list things you need, like answers to certain questions, people you'll need to connect with and other resources you'll need to support you. And those are some of the things that you might put on the universe's to-do list as well, right? So if you need this ideal person who can do this ideal job, you might put that on the universe's to-do list, which is another part of the planner. And then that person might show up in the wildest Mm. of ways. Next section says, remember, needing help is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of being human. Now that you know what you need help with, you can go about asking for it early often and kindly to ensure you get the support you need. That is one of the tips from my book, Do Less, is asking for help early, often and kindly. And if you struggle in this area, go get Do Less and read the chapters on receiving help and asking for help. So next up, here are the big steps slash changes I need to make in order to make achieving my goals this season inevitable. So that would be things like for us, If we had a new goal around new metrics in our company, like let's say we wanted to start to, we had a goal around page conversions on this certain page, then one of the steps or changes we would need to make is to weekly track the amount of traffic and the number of people converting so that we actually had the numbers in Mm -hmm. mind. That's a real practical example. If you have a goal around your health, for example, like if you wanted to lower your blood pressure you could say, here are the big steps, changes I need to make. Like I could stop drinking soda. This is not relevant to our life, but I'm just saying it's an example. Okay. And then next up, here are the key projects I have on my plate this season. And it says, go through the pruning exercise on page 20 of this planner. Ding, ding, ding. You also get a pruning exercise in the planner. That's another bonus. This thing is so awesome. Uh To help you cut down. It's like I forgot how awesome it is. And then I go back into it and I'm like, damn, I'm so glad I created this thing. Go through the pruning exercise on page 20 of this planner. So I recommend you do this as part of your mid-year regroup to help you cut down on projects each quarter or at least two times a year so that you don't end up with too much on your plate, causing you to do more and achieve less. The biggest culprit of not hitting your goals is doing too much. Mm. If you are not satisfied with your life or your business, it is likely because you're doing too much. 
Most of us have been brainwashed to believe that if we want to get what we want, we have to do more. But that's a lie. The way you get what you want largely is to do less. You would write out the key projects that you have on your plate, and they should not be too many. The box in the planner is very small (laughs) to fill this in. Let me see. On purpose. Oh, yeah. It's tiny. Like like we're talking, it's like three inches by three three by four inches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the next section is the area of my life (laughs) that needs the most attention this season is. So you would just put, is it your business? Is it your finances? Is it your marriage? I'm going to put in my marriage. Not that our marriage is struggling, Mm. but like it's just like. Should we talk about that? Not today. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's just like we're, Mike and I are in this reinvention place in terms of our marriage and I'm excited to focus on it Mm -hmm. this next season. Yeah, it's cool. And then I'll be nurturing this area of my life by, for me, it'll be going on weekly date nights, you know, like there'll be just these different ideas I have. And then I would finally, this is the last question, I would feel my absolute best this season if I blank. So... What are you intending? What are you committing to? How are you going to feel your best? Because I promise you, when you feel your best, you will do your best work. You will make more money if you feel good. You will impact more people if you feel good. You will attract more opportunities if you feel good. You will change the world if you feel good. Feeling good is a way you change the world. People who feel terrible make other people feel terrible. I'm reading Valerie Cower's book, See No Stranger, which is phenomenal. I've been staying up a little too late because it's so good. And she talks about that feelings that are not transformed are transferred. Feelings that are not transformed are transferred. Mm -hmm. Meaning the things we don't heal within ourselves, we pass along to others, whether that's our children, our neighbors, strangers on the internet, whoever it may be. And so our personal healing is, I believe, some of our most important activism work. And that's what I love about this book from Valerie. She'll be on the podcast soon, is that it is this interwoven memoir manifesto where she incorporates her own personal healing journey into telling the story of her activism work. It's just so profound. That, okay. That's wow. That's cool. It's I mean, that's what they talked about. I'm taking this course called Breaking Rati- or Racial Bias with a new who was on our podcast recently. So I'm going through his course and that was week one. And you're like, it's so self-reflective about what are your biases you're learning about and realizing, oh, like I have these. Yeah, we all do. You know? So, yeah. So finally it says, cause this is all about practicality and all about operationalizing it. Finally, it says, now look at your calendar and enter the following items for the season ahead so that you can pay yourself first with your time. Pay yourself first with your time. Number one, put in important events such as birthdays, anniversaries, etc. Number two, put in your weekly planning ritual, which the planner outlines how to do that. Your weekly check-ins with key players in your life, such as partners, children, and colleagues. And your weekly money love date. Asterisks. Read Money, a Love Story or take the Money Love Course to learn more about this. Next, appointments with your body for movement, outdoor time, sex, and other ways of taking care of yourself vacations, think days, or other kinds of time that's appointment-free. Every Tuesday on my calendar is blocked off. It says creativity day. I do not book appointments on Tuesdays. That has been one of the greatest gifts of time I have given myself this year. It's so awesome. I highly recommend it. Put in your menstrual cycle to the degree that it's predictable. 
Put in the lunar phases, which P.S. you can do using Google Calendar if that's what you use. Put in anything that you noted from the trends tracker last season so that you can plan your time around it in this season. For example, I don't feel like being with other people from day 24 to 28 of my cycle. So I'm noting that on my calendar ahead of time so I don't plan social gatherings on these days. Like that would be a not optimal time for Mike to say like, I'm going to go away mountain biking for three days and you're going to be with the kids by yourself. If I can avoid doing that on day 24 to 28 of my cycle, I will. And if he's going away during the end of my luteal phase, I call in lots of support, which is what I did last time. You do that no matter what. I do. It's more fun no matter what. It's like, yeah, it's but amazing. extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Okay. Next up, date nights, time with friends, and things that must happen this season. So there are other priorities that have historically been crowded out by other people's needs, but that you're committing to to keep in front and center in this next season, like working on a book healing your finances, going to dance class, et cetera. So you want to pay yourself first with your time by blocking in time for your priorities at the beginning of the season or at the beginning of the second half of the year or the beginning of the year so that your time is already accounted for. And you don't look at your calendar when somebody's like, hey, can I pick your brain? And you look at your calendar and there's nothing on there. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I have time for that. If somebody says, hey, can I pick your brain? First of all, no, don't ever ask me that question. Second of all, like, that's what I get paid for. Third of all, I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh, I really don't have space for that for, you know, a call. Like if they say, and I know them and they say, can we hop on the phone about this? I will probably look at my calendar and be like, wow, I don't have space for that for four weeks or so, you know, depending on what it is, because that's their priority. That's not my priority. And I'm not going to throw myself under the bus by putting people on my calendar when I haven't even done my priorities yet. Like that's the worst. And I've done it before and it feels so shitty. (laughs) And so I organized this seasonal reflection and planning ritual to help me and you prevent paying other people first with your time. So that brings us to a close on how to do your mid-year regroup planning. And I'm really excited for you to try this out. So if you want the guide, get yourself the Do Less Planner. I literally read to you the exact thing from the seasonal planning and uh, reflection. So you could just go back through this podcast and pause at each time that I verbally say the thing. And then you could do the exercise if you don't want to buy the planner. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No. I mean, I think that was pretty cool. Awesome. And I think we should, uh, or not we should, I do, you know, let me just say, I think it would be beneficial for me to sit down and do those exercises myself. You actually have a copy of the Do Less Planner. I know. I fill it out. every. I don't fill everything out. I need to watch your instructional videos. (laughs) Oh, yeah. By the way, when you get the Do Less Planner, you will get six bonus tutorial videos. So for every section of the planner, there's a tutorial video to explain how to use it. There's also a bonus of a training video on the 80-20 rule and how to apply the 80-20 rule to your life and business or work so that you can identify what 20% of your activities need to be focused on to get 80% of the results. And also we have bundles so you can save money. We now have supplements for the Do Less Energy Tracker. So the daily pages of the daily energy tracker, there are 90 of them in the physical big Do Less Planner because putting in 365 would have made the planner 
unbelievably huge. Um, so we didn't do that. We did 90 of them. And then if you like that tool and you want more, you can buy a supplement and each of the supplements has 90 90 of them. And you can buy those in bulk and get a discount on those. There's also a do less mug. There are now cyclical tracking stickers. So if you're somebody who is diehard with a different planner, but you want to add the cyclical tracking aspect, you can get the do less planner stickers and put in for the four phases of your menstrual cycle and or the four phases of the moon. So those are pretty cute. And one of the planner bundles, the Obsessed, also comes with the Egg Wisdom Necklace. We have a very limited quantity of those. You need to order by the end of the day, the day this podcast comes out, July 21st, in order to qualify uh, or get a ticket to our planner blessing ceremony. So on August 2nd, in the evening, I am going to orchestrate a virtual planner blessing ceremony. So if you order by July 21st and you're in the United States, you will have your planner by then. If you're international, I cannot guarantee that. Also, just a note, it says this on the checkout, but if you're international, there may be duties and taxes that we can't possibly account for. So there may be additional costs to getting the mm-hmm. planner. We have zero control over that. We wish we did. But we don't. So anyway, order your planner by the end of the day on the 21st, which is today, if you're listening on July 21st, and you'll get a ticket to the planner blessing ceremony. And also, I'm going to walk you through during the weekly planning ritual live during that time. And this planning ritual has completely changed my life. It has completely changed the lives of the people who incorporate it. They feel held. They feel spacious. They feel calm. They feel able to approach their goals in a whole new way that is from a place of wholeness as opposed to from a place of lack or fear or anxiety. And that ritual will take you about 15 minutes a week. It's no big deal, but it is big changes. And so it will cause big changes in a beautiful way. So Go ahead to dolessplanner.com, get your planner. I'll see you for the planner blessing ritual. If you have questions about the planner, you can always send me a DM on Instagram. I do check those myself. I can't respond to every single one, but if you're asking about the planner, I will respond to you. Or you can always email info at katenorthrup.com if you're not on Instagram. As always, if you liked this episode, share it, leave us a review, subscribe, and we will see you for the next episode next week. Bye. Bye. What if there was a time management system that was actually designed for the way your body works to support your superpowers and get in the flow as opposed to going against the flow for how your body works. Now there is. It's called the Do Less Planner and it is available now in limited quantities. Head over to dolessplanner.com and get yours while supplies last. dolessplanner.com.